You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth in relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to Change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. So we've been talking about hope. 
Can I get some hands on who wants to share what stood out to them this last, on Thursday or the Sunday before? A review on hope. When we started to go into hopelessness. Anybody? I know y'all got good notes, thank you. And for the mic runners that are involved, when, when you raise your hand, make sure you raise them high. Because some people, you know, try to be cool with the hands. You know, they raise it like this and you can't see it. Just, just raise it up if you got something to share or a uh, comment. Um, I learned that when you grab onto a promise, okay. you hold on to it no matter what you see or what you hear, that that promise is where your hope is going to come from. Okay. And what does that mean to Michelle? It means that circumstances don't happen. Okay. Stuff going to come your way. Okay. But just because stuff coming your way don't mean that that promise isn't true. Oh, ooh, okay. All right. Bam, bam. All right. Got one in the back and these two. Chris over here. Okay, it was bounce your twisted thoughts off someone that's healthy. What does that mean to Miss Curl? Well, some twisted thoughts go to other twisted thought people. Okay. okay. So here you are with a twisted <laughs> thought, and they are twisted thought thinkers okay. too, and they're going to twist everything, and you'll all get twisted together. Okay. If you have a twisted thought, go to someone that has healthy fruit okay. and thinks the way God does most of the time. Okay. And see if that thought is twisted. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. Got one here. Then I got three over here. Um, I like, uh, in order to lose hope, I had to stop believing in something. Um, so if you're believing for healing, then okay. you stop believing in the healing. Okay. You're probably not going to get the healing. Okay. Okay. And what does it mean to court? Uh, I, I would just say uh, finances. Okay. Uh, I was believing in finances, then I stopped believing in it. Now okay. I'm in the present season where I am believing in it. And I'm seeing where that finances is going up. Okay. Okay. All right. So remember, everything that's being taught is taught from a perspective of how you can personalize that and make it work for you. Okay. I got one back here. Andre, yes, don't apologize for how far you've come. Don't worry about how much further you have to go. Okay. So say that one more time. Okay. And I think I paraphrased it when I wrote it down. But no, you were fine with what you said. Okay. I just said it one more time. <laughs> See, don't somebody thinks I'm wrong with it. No, nothing's no. wrong with it. Just go ahead. Don't apologize for how far you've come. Don't worry about how much further you may have to go. Okay. Now, what does that mean to Cheryl? So, um, if I've improved, like, financially where I'm not always running out of money, I'm not okay. bouncing checks, I might not have jet money yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm getting a jet, y'all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have jet money yet, but... At least, you know, I can pay my credit card off at the end of the month because I haven't spent too much or okay. bought too much, okay. over, over bought. Um, and I'm saving all the money I used to pay in balance check fees. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm at least starting even. I'm not okay. behind the, okay. the okay. line there now. Okay. Amen. Hold, hold on a second. So let me tell you why I told that person not to apologize for where they've come instead of talking about where they need to go. Because what I found out was, in Scripture, I, I grabbed a promise. Nicole, I grabbed a promise. And what I saw was Jesus was always thankful for where he was. So when, when the disciples came to him and said, look, you know, we got 5,000 people to feed. We don't have any means by which to do that. Jesus said, well, what do you have? And this boy had five loaves and two fishes. So what he did was he grabbed those, Megan, and he blessed those. He didn't say, Father, I know we don't have enough to feed everybody. I know there's a whole lot more we need to do. He said, we have five loaves and two, two fishes. And he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, no, he didn't say Father in the name of myself. He said, because I know you hear me, I'm, I'm presenting these things to you, and I'm thankful for these five loaves and two fishes. Multiply them. And then 
They had more than enough. Not only more than enough, but they had, how many disciples was it? Twelve. How many baskets were left over? So our God is more than enough. So he knows where you need to go. Be thankful for where you are. And then he multiplies that. So that's why I made that adjustment to that statement. Yes, ma'am, Ms. Lee? And everybody writes. Amen? <laughs> um, the whole zappers. Okay. Um, the money challenges uh-huh. will cause you to feel like nothing is going to go right and okay. everything. Okay. And family relationship baggage. Okay. And the aging and deceased loved ones. Okay. That will cause you to um, have um, depression or something okay. like that okay. because they're gone. Okay. All right. So what stood out to Ms. Lean about those things? Well, I, I can... I can tell that um, some things in, in my life was according to hopes and everything uh-huh. and things that popped up caused me to not feel like things is going to go right. Okay. So that was that was mostly with um, challenging with money. Money. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. Got one beside you? Okay, I have my notes. I will not be held hostage Uh-oh. by anyone or anything, anything that or anything that's contrary to God's word that will hinder my calling for going forth. Okay. So, for example, um, I encountered a friend of mine recently okay. who was talking to me about uh, where she was spiritually, um, and she was sharing sharing, <clears throat> excuse me, her biblical um, views. Okay. And they did not line up with my biblical views. So, okay. and I knew it was not in line with God's word. Okay. So I'm not going to allow that um, person, even though she's a friend of mine, I'm not going to allow her views to uh, impart into my spirit okay. or um, hinder my walk with Christ. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Nicole, can you give me the salt shaker in the kitchen? I think it's over the microwave on the left hand side. He is faithful to his word. Before he is faithful to you. Oh, come on now. What, what, what does that mean? That means that regardless of how uh, you are, his word is, is set. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he is definitely going to be faithful to his word. Okay. Before he is faithful to you. His word was established and he was faithful before you okay. even came on the scene. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Thank you. As you ask, why is he getting a soul shaker? I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sprinkle a grain of salt in my hand. And you, you all tell me why you see it. It's going to make sense. Debbie, it's really going to make sense. You can see it? That's how doubt comes in. That's how small doubt has to be to derail you, to destroy you. So you're looking for something big, and then you'll start doubting. But that's how, that's how small doubt has to be. That's what it was going after for you, Teresa. See, doubt is subconscious. That was just two grains, so we ought to be cooked. All right? <laughs> I got to make this thing real to you guys. That's how simple doubt has to be to destroy your faith. So a, a, a grain that small, you can have a challenge about health. You can sneeze, and next thing you say, well, you know, I got emphysema or, or something big, but all that was was a sneeze. But it came in as what? A grain of doubt. 
you, you hear that the company is reorganizing, moving things around. That grain of doubt, well, I'll be the one to get laid off. I'll be the one to get, get let go. But you wasn't aware of that dot unless you feel with the Spirit of God. So you say, something just happened. What was that? that just Something shifted. I always use that term. Something just shifted. And then you say, Holy Spirit, what just happened? And he said, you just opened up the door. But it was a grain that was small enough where the enemy was hoping that you didn't notice it. Then you got to turn around and say, I know what it was. I set myself in agreement with I'm going to be laid off like everybody else been talking about. And then you got to sever that. You just shake it off your hand. You saw me just shake it off? That's how you got to get rid of doubt. So whatever you're going through, if you started to doubt, it started with that small grain of sand. It didn't start out big. It started with that small grain of sand. Follow me? You got to resist that. And you got to say something. No, I refuse to doubt. I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm, I'm going to grab the promise. Wait a minute. I got, I got the promise right here. I'm going to grab the promise. Whatever that promise needs to be, you find it in the word. Because no matter what you're going through, it's a promise in the word. And you find it, and that becomes your scripture. That's what you live, breathe, talk, walk, move. You don't go nowhere without that. Follow me? All right? So I just wanted to let you know how, how, that, how you lose hope. Grain of sand. That's small. Or grain of salt. Y'all got it? So was it justified? Okay. All right. All right. So we've been talking about hope. What did we say hope was? Does hope see or hope does? Sees. Okay. Hope sees and faith does. But you got to hope before you can have faith. You got to hope before you can have faith. So hope sees and then faith moves us. And, and, and so the God of hope. So see, if I've lost hope, do I go to doubt or do I go to the God of hope? So to some of us, this is a scripture for us to, hold, to stand on. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. The God of who? What is he going to fill you with? Joy. Now, for those who don't understand what joy is, joy does not, is not based off circumstance. Joy is based off God on the inside of you. So happiness is based off circumstance. I'm happy because I get to go to Zaxby's. I'm happy because I get to go to the movies. I'm happy because I get to go out with my, my, on a date. But joy is, regardless of whether those things are manifested, I still have joy. That's unreasonable. Joy it doesn't make sense. Joy just does what it does because you know you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit on the inside. Through the experience of your faith. So I'm going to get joy and I'm going to get hope through the experience of my faith. That the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope. Not just have enough to get through, but more than enough. See, everything that God does is more than enough. And overflow with confidence in his promises. When I was over at, the other, uh, uh, at another location, we, we, was at, uh, we was doing Chosen Generation Ministries. Uh, I, I got... Something hit me one day about overflow. And I got a bucket of, I mean, I had a pitcher. How many of y'all remember that? I had a pitcher of water, and I just started pouring. This is what overflow looked like. And it just kept on going. And, and the congregation were freaking out because water was going everywhere. But I couldn't show overflow any other way. I figured it would dry up in the carpet and everybody would be cool. 
So they got the message for overflow. They still remember to this day. That's how God is in us. He don't just come to heal us. He come to give us abundant life. He don't just come to save us. He's, he has the future already planned for us. Whatever you're going through, he has already made a way 2,000 years ago before you even encountered the situation. So we, we started talking about people that de deal with hopelessness. The biggest enemy of hopelessness is the future. Because the mindset says that tomorrow won't be any better than today. The next five minutes are not worth living. But I just wanted to, <coughs> excuse me, give you guys a rundown on Because, you know, sometimes we can think we're special in the sense that we're the only one going through stuff. So I, I just wanted to look up a couple hopeless situations in the Bible or people that were dealing with hopelessness in the Bible. So David was troubled and battled deep despair. So D David was, was, was up against some stuff. David, David has family members. You know, he, he danced naked because he got so blessed, he danced his clothes off. Anybody ever dance his clothes? I know y'all used to be at the club. <laughs> None of y'all danced his clothes off, though, did you? Oh, 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 I got two. I got two. Dance naked. Yes, sir. Okay, did you find your clothes after, after the event was over? <laughs> Make him drop the paper. He's like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Make him want to even turn around. She said, I don't want to know who they are. Might change my pit. <laughs> but they danced so hard to, the, to, to whatever they were dancing to. But the, David was dancing for the victory of the Lord. And people couldn't understand that. So what was his wife? His wife said, what, what are you doing dancing naked? What are you doing dancing like that? You know, you are this and that. You're too, too big to be dancing like that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean in size. I mean stature. Okay. <laughs> Baby, he had to fix that thing. Baby, he had to fix it. You know, because he was high up. In the kingdom. But, but, but then David, <laughs> David faced some challenges, man. His own son turned against him. David supposed to have been at battle. Right, Audrey? He was supposed to have been at battle. But David was up on the sunroof. He was up at baby, you know, and he peeped out, saw this naked woman, and he said, I got to help. How many of y'all think anything in the dark going to come to light? David lost a lot of stuff behind that. David had Saul coming after him. But ch check this out. I just want to tell you about David. David, y'all get away from the naked dancing. Just, just follow me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Dr. Will, stay with me. It says, David was troubled and, and, and battled deep despair. He was honest with his own weakness. See, that's where you miss it when you, you enter into hopelessness, when you won't tell somebody what you're going through. They'll ask you, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you're not. Stop lying. Anyway, let me keep going. In Psalms chapter, you all write this down. I'm not going to look at it. You don't have to put it up. Psalms chapter uh, 38 verse 4 says, My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. So do you think he was going through some stuff? And then he, he, he said, uh, he talked to his soul. He said, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So not only did David acknowledge how he felt, but what he did was he acknowledged who God was so that he could get hope. Because he said right here, he said, my Savior and my God. And that was in Psalm chapter 42, verse 11. Psalm chapter 42, verse 11. Then we have uh, Elijah. Now Elijah, you know, he, 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 he waged war. On uh, uh, what, what, what's that lady name that was pretty tough? Jezebel. Jezebel, Jezebel cutting folk head off, 
Jezebel was tough. Don't tell me. Anyway, let me keep on going. Okay? Jezebel was tough. So Elijah had overcame all these things, led people to victory, gave them words of God, encouragement. And then he said, so Elijah was, was discouraged, he was weary, and he was afraid. Now he came through all these battles, and he was afraid of one person. Now God took him through all the battles, gave him victory, but he focused on one person. Write this down. What you focus on becomes bigger. So if I focus on hopelessness, it becomes bigger. If I focus on faith, it becomes bigger. If I focus on God, I get his rest. I get his peace. I get his attributes. I know I'm talking in tongues real fast. But all you, all you do is write down what you focus on gets bigger. So now Elijah's in the desert, and he's sitting down, and he prayed. He feels defeated, and he feels wore out. Now this is what he prayed. Kings chapter, uh, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4. He says, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. Now, we've been in some situations, but I never asked the Lord to take my life. Now, any of y'all ever asked the Lord to take your life? Okay. I am not better than my ancestors. God encouraged him. But that's his prayer. Take my life, Lord. I mean, that, that's pretty good. So he got into hopelessness because all he saw was, uh, what was the name again? All he saw was Jezebel taking care of him. Jezebel got rid of a lot of people. God brought him through all that, and he's focused on what? One person. Moses. Then Moses was grieved over the sin of his people. We're just talking about discouragement, hopelessness. Moses was a leader. He was about ready to quit because a couple of times, Nicole shaking her head, did he go through some stuff? He, he, he'd take the people out into the wilderness, take them from slavery, and then they start complaining. We don't have any water. God give them water. We don't have any food. God give them food. I'm tired of eating this bread. I want some, I want some meat. Okay? He sent them meat. They still complain. So Moses goes up and talks to God because God want to give him some commandments, ten commandments. Moses goes up and talks to God. He leaves Moses with his right-hand man. He leaves his people with his right-hand man. So he says, pretty cool. I'm going to go up and talk to God. God going to give me some instructions. So if I leave you with my right-hand man, shouldn't that right-hand man be thinking and feeling the things that I'm thinking and feeling? That's how you got to be right-hand? So he up there, God, I mean Moses before God, and all of a sudden, Moses here party over here going down. All right? So Moses here at this party. So it's like, they, 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 Faith, were you in that party? <laughs> Faith, you know, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Got a mess with faith. Because she said she stripped out. Okay, so anyway. So and you said you did too. So we know those two was in the party. They were throwing that. They were throwing there. Moses up there talking to God, got a relationship with God. Man is being written on stone. See, this was not the first iPad. The first iPad was when Moses got. Okay? You got it? You got it? You got it? All right. So then what happened? All of a sudden, Moses hear the party going on. He looked down, he sees faith and top gun. And, and, and he like, what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> so he goes, he mad. I, I, I did all these things, and here it is, they partying going on. So he mad. He takes the, the, the tablets, the iPad, and he just throw it down. Boom, boom, boom. This is what he said in Exodus chapter 32, verse 32. But now, please forgive their sins, but if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. 
See, you mad when you say take me out because of what they do. I'm saying strike them, but I'm good to go. If I, now, 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 come on now. Y'all, y'all be on with Y'all going to jump in with that? Or what, what, okay, I'm just saying what it says in the Bible. Exodus chapter 32. You with me, Dale? He said, but, but, but forgive their sins, but if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. That's hopelessness, buddy. When you say, because they messing up, take me with you. Uh-oh, this is going to be sacrilegious. Even Jesus himself was deeply anguished over what lied before him. Now, you committed no sin. You didn't, any, you didn't do anything wrong, but you know you're going to go and you're going to die an agonizing death. You know you're going to be whipped to the point where you can see your, your blood vessels, you can see your bones, you can see you, you can see everything. And you didn't do anything. How many want to sign up for that? Our Savior and our Lord was willing to pay the price on our behalf. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, so y'all write that down so you can look it up when you get home. Isaiah was a prophet. He prophesied that Christ would be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. But then it turns over in Hebrews, it says, but for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down on the right hand of the man of high, which is the father. Said, despising the shame. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. He, he was thinking about us. So how did he come out of hopelessness? He, came, he was thinking about us. He was thinking about us. So I just wanted to make sure you understood that hopelessness was in the back. Okay? All right, so we're talking about fortune telling. Something bad is about to happen. So one of the characteristics before you go from hope to hopelessness one of the, the thinking errors you manifest is what's called fortune telling. Fortune telling, you predict the worst possible outcome. Anybody ever did that? Predict the worst possible outcome? Anybody want to share? I got one right here. She raised her hand high, too. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for raising her high. Because they were complaining about us not raising our hand high enough. Um, within the last uh, 48 hours, I've had an allergic reaction to okay. something. Okay. And then this morning, so last night, you know the thought to not go to church comes on okay. Saturday night. Okay. So okay. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I did go to the meeting on Saturday, so maybe I could check the box. Um, so I woke up this morning, and I knew I was just going to rest a little bit uh, and come in for the service, but not for the early one prayer. But um, I saw, like, um, the rash was spreading. Okay. And I was like, oh. What do I need to do? Do I need to go to the hospital? Like, where the patient first? You know, just uh-huh. then I'm just like, well, we've been talking about promises. I'm just going to say out of my mouth okay. what oh. I'm believing okay. God for. Okay. And and I was in the bed saying, God, I just need rest. And he was like, my presence is rest. So I got my butt out the bed. Amen. Okay. She brought her butt with her. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Nicole. Anybody else? Porter? Uh, a lot of times for me, it's. Like with my work. Okay. So say, for instance, I got, I get like a new customer. Okay. And there's a problem in some part of the process. Then my first reaction is, well, they're going to take the business away. And then they're going to go and tell all their friends uh-huh. not to do business with us. So I could get like, I could have the best year I've ever had. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, X, Y, and Z could go wrong. Okay. 
and change all that, you know? Okay, okay. Appreciate the honesty. Got one back here. Um, when you predict the worst possible outcome, you mean in your head or what you say out your mouth? Oh, oh. Once it's in your head, you're going to say it out your mouth. It's only a matter of time. Say time. <laughs> I have an example. <clears throat> so back when the Holy Spirit revealed to me I needed to apologize to some people, the first thing that popped in my head was, we're going to get into a physical fight. Okay. Right. If I'm with them uh-huh. in person. Okay. Because the way things went the last time... You know, uh-huh. but, um, and I think I said it to you. Yeah, yeah you did. And you didn't pay me any mind. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so thinking on that now, okay. I'm saying, that was probably an excuse uh-huh. as to not okay. um, apologize. Okay. So, anyway, okay, that's thanks my for example. Sharing. <laughs> so, y'all write this down. Uh, let, let, let me decide how I want to say this. Sometimes, oh, this is it right here. Dang, I got it right here. You read, Audrey? The best answer to some things is silence. And that's the sword of the spirit you're hearing right there. The best answer to some things is silence. Because silence will make a person think. And that's what I need to do with Ashley. Because Ashley likes you to go back and forth with her. Y'all, y'all, y'all know Ashley. Anybody in here know Ashley? How she like to go back and forth with her? Okay, so everybody in here raise the hand. Except two people. No, Ashley, you good. We good. We good. We good. Sean, what you got? The uh, the other day, um, I woke up and I couldn't stop shaking. You know how okay. people shake when they have bad nerves, like they're getting a glass of water and they they can't stop doing this. I woke up and I just had the shakes all over my body. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, okay. So I said, um, I was talking to Ashley. I said, uh, I don't know if I'm coming down with the flu. She said, no. You know how she stopped me and made me correct her. She said, no, you're overcoming the flu. And uh, I went downstairs and I started praying. And as soon as I finished praying, I stopped shaking. That was just, you know, him letting me know, okay, well, good. You took step one. But (laughs) we're not finished yet. So uh, even later on that day, started coming down with fever and you know, feeling dizzy, everything. I, it, it lasted for a day. I was back at work the next day, but okay. man, that was a it was a pretty horrible day for like the first six hours. Gotcha. But after okay. that, I was okay. I was through it and okay. in and out. Okay. So, you know, just saying or thinking that's the flu. Uh-huh. But yeah, with my with my wife back there, she made me make sure I corrected because it okay. could have lasted longer than that. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I got you. Um, so I have my annual evaluation coming up okay. and I know it's going to go great, but I'm going to ask for a title change okay. and I'm going to present why uh-huh. I need the ch- title change, okay. but I'm already like, well, is it going to be received or is it going to be pushed back okay. blah, blah, blah. But I want to stay focused on the positive. Amen. And find a scripture. Okay. Find something you got to stand on. Doc. Okay. I had this saying. I don't know where it came from, but anyway, I would say whenever anything happened, well, you know, it take me six months to get in line with God. Okay. That was my okay. saying. Okay. Whatever happened, well, okay. you know, I roll it around in my head for six months. Okay. So when this came, this thing came, uh-huh. my thought was, okay, you know, six months. Okay. So I kept waiting for something to happen, waiting to die. I kept hearing this noise, this is it, nothing happened, I didn't die. (laughs) And so I got up, 
on my birthday, and I decided, you know, well, this must not be it. Okay. Because from January until July, I didn't die. Okay. (laughs) We're glad, Doc. We're glad. (laughs) But, you know, I kept because I had never been through anything where God didn't instantly pull me out of it. I mean, I would, you know, tell a lie, and all of a sudden it seemed like, well, that went away quick, and you didn't get any trouble. Okay. (laughs) But um, this lasted from January until July. Okay. So I knew this was it. I was, you know, I was going to die. I was going home to be with the Lord, and I was going to, you know, talk to people, look down on everybody. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't die, you know. So I got up, and it was my birthday. And uh, so Curly called me and said, happy birthday, and I was getting dressed to come to church. Uh-huh. Because if you didn't die, you go to church. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our new tagline. Don't die, come to church. <laughs> I right, go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. So I came to church. Okay. <laughs> and you know, so then that's when the Lord started showing me, you know. So so what are you gonna believe on? Okay. I'm going, well, you know, I, I guess I'm healed. Okay. But it didn't look like I was healed. Okay. It didn't sound like I was healed. And you know, I wasn't I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. So, you know, I called myself healed. Okay. So the Lord has been dealing with me on what each day I learn and grow okay. is exactly what healing is. Okay. And he's God whenever he gets there. Okay. And he, you know, so now it's just day by day, wherever the Lord takes me, that's where we go. So, because I didn't die. Okay. All right. Well, we're glad, Doc. Doc, we're glad you didn't die. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sharing. All right. Well, we can definitely say that's fortune teller. Okay. All right. I just wanted to say something about that. They said I was going to die in 2015. I'm not okay. dead yet either. Okay. All right. But um, it's gotten to the point that with my health conditions, I've had, you know, some issues. But I'm still standing on my healing. Amen. And uh, it's gotten to the point that some of the doctors have already let me go. Okay. Ooh. You know, like my primary doctor's like, well... What else do you want me to do? Okay. You know, kind of thing. Okay. Amen. I'm like, well, if I get a cold or I get something, can I be treated for that? It's okay. like they're just and the my um pulmonary specialist because I won't do the transplant. Okay. He's like, you know, he's a little bit better, but he's not much better. Okay. So I guess there for a while I was kind of you know, they gave <clears throat> the last time I went they gave me six months. It's it's on. It's on. It wasn't even working because okay. God knew it was a lie. Okay. But um, the um, the last doctor. time I went to the doctor, they gave me six months. Okay. And I walked out of there like, bam, like something okay. hit me, like, you know. And it took me a while. Okay. And I'm not claiming that, and I'm okay. not believing it. And it's already been six months. Okay. Amen. But uh, what I'm saying, everybody's giving me these bad outcomes. Okay. But I'm just not accepting it. And I did let it get to me. I mean, I got depressed there for a while because I had some changes in my condition. But God hasn't said it's over yet. Amen. Amen. He just ain't said it's over. You you gotta hold on to it. I I, so 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 let me tell you the people that hadn't died yet. (laughs) 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 I I tell people when when I'm faced with that situation in counseling, y'all heard a bucket list? 
I don't tell people no bucket list. Bucket list means I'm dying. I tell them I want you to write a life list. A life list of everything that you wanted to do. Don't think about cost. Don't think about your health. Don't think about location. Just write a life list of 50 things that you want to do because you're alive. And you just write them down. Some people will do it. Some people won't. But the ones that I've had in counseling that have done it walked out right into their healing. Because as they started to do, they were healed. So I'm just sharing that with you. All right? Second thing, this negative prediction becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. Follow me? What does that mean? What you believe, based on fortune telling. Now, Doc started coming to church. Nancy started coming back to church. Curly started calling on Doc. Curly started calling Nancy. Then other people started calling. Oh, so the thought was, you forgot about me. But all of a sudden, when they hear the voice, they go, oh, they hadn't forgot about me. Follow me? So somewhere in there, that conversation, that phone call, gave them hope. We gravitate towards our strongest belief. That's in anything that we think, we gravitate towards our strongest belief. That's why you can be talking to people, trying to encourage them, and you see it on their face, they're not listening. Just stop the conversation. And, and, and check this out. They won't even know you stop. They won't even know you stop. Because people gravitate towards their strongest belief. Whatever you believe, if you believe that you don't deserve any better, then they're just going to stop right there. You can say, no, you, you're a child of God, you're such and such, you're such and such. You're throwing scriptures at them, and they're looking at you, and then they'll say, but. Or they'll keep talking about what they believe it is. So just stop. There's one movie that Eddie Murphy did. I don't know even the name of it, but I think he had a thousand words he could speak. It didn't work well, but anyway. I, I, <laughs> I try to think like that. If I'm limited to changing people's lives, and I'm talking to you, and you sever that, then I have other people. I don't see where Jesus argued with people about getting healed. Can, can y'all show me anywhere in Scripture where he argued with people about being healed? He presented it, and if they didn't receive it, he moved on. All right? What's the use? Y- y'all ever hear anybody say that? They gravitated towards their strongest belief. I won't get it. I'm talking about a job. I won't get a job. It won't happen for me. It happened for somebody else. It won't work. I remember this thing, man. As sure as day, I remember it. And then my wife went in there. I mean, she went in there. Nicole, she went in there. Sometimes, Debbie, you, you got to talk to the spirit. That's why I've been teaching, telling you about that. Well, Curly and I, you know, it's like my, my family had this saying. It always go wrong for the Morgans. I'm serious. Y'all know how easy it is to change uh, uh, oil? It's one boat. Dad go to change oil and the boat, boat breaks. Now, he built everything. He, 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 was, he was everything he needed to be. He was a mechanic. Put engines in and everything. But his saying was, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong for the Morgans. And I heard it, and, and I was in line with it. Because if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong with the Morgans. So it, we can be almost at the end of the thing. So Curly and I, we moved to our apartment. We, we, you know, this first apartment. We excited about it. We go get our furniture and everything, you know. We got the band. We got the furniture and all that. We got our first leather sofa. And the t- sofa too heavy for Curly to lift. 
And so mailman, I paid a mailman five dollars. I said, you just help me take it through the door. You know, this one when mailmen were, were nice. And so, <laughs> so he started helping me, Corey. And we get the thing, and the last half of it turns on the door. Can't fuss at the mailman because the mailman is helping me. Mailman would have been delivering mail if I hadn't interrupted. I get so mad, man, I turn into the hawk. And I go to hit the wall. And Curtis said, in the name of Jesus, I speak to that anger spirit. I command it to cease right now in Jesus' name. And I'm still standing there at the wall like, you know, I want to still hit the wall. And I'm just standing there making my hand shaking. I mean, it's like out of a movie. And I'm standing there and it's like. And she said, Paul, just because your dad said it, that don't mean it has to be true now. I'm still like, you know, my hand went down, but I'm still like. I said, that's true. I said, I renounced what my dad spoke when he says everything goes wrong for the mortgage. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong with the mor- for the mortgage. So from then on, I'm operating in two, two realms. I'm operating in the faith realm because I just renounced that. So, you know, but I'm operating in the flesh realm every, every now and then because I'm saying, I'm almost finished. What's going to go wrong? But I don't say it, but I'm thinking it. See, see you gravitate towards your strongest thought. So then what happened was, you know, I know Curly praying in the spirit. I know her. She's she behind the wall. She can't no more. She I, I know she's praying for me. So nothing went wrong with that project. So part of what I do is like, wait a minute now. This thing's real. So now I'm expecting everything to go right for the mortgage. You follow me? But, but she, she stood up. She spoke. That's why I know, Nicole, you speak to the spirit man. Don't even deal with the flesh. And that's what she did, man. My, my hand was like, you follow me? So you need to renounce. Y'all understand what renouncing is? Renouncing is you grab into the spirit realm where things are. Anything that's been spoken was spoken out of a person's mouth, but it went into the spirit realm. So the spirit realm means it can go with you wherever you go. When you renounce something, you're utterly grabbing it and destroying it to the point where when your hand is open, there's not even particles left over where it used to be. You follow me? You can't find any remnant when you renounce something. There's nothing left of that. That's for somebody. That's for a couple of folks. All right? So that, that moment on, I'm expecting everything to go good with everything I do. Ooh. Fortune telling is linked to anxiety and depression. You show me a person that's depressed or hopeless, I'll show you someone who start fortune telling their future who started to think, make plans for the fact I'm not going to be here, it's not going to work, it's going to be bad, nobody's going to help, God is not there, he left me, although he said I never leave you or abandon you. One of the most common cognitive distortions. So cognitive distortions are our mind's way of producing error in our thinking. Cognitive distortions are our mind's way of producing error in our thinking. So we get a thought, just like what I said about things go wrong with the mortgage. Everything goes wrong for the mortgage. That was a cognitive distortion. My mind went and it grabbed it and it showed me every time that, th- every time that things could go wrong, but then I even entered into fortune telling. I even entered into fortune telling because I was predicting everything to go wrong.
he did say, Madeline, you good to go. He said the Morgan men. That's what Dad said. The Morgan men. So you good to go. Curly, just remind me. Curly, just remind Wipe the sweat off your head. All right. All right. She's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he just said Morgan men. Curly, just remind me. Amen. Okay, Dale, Dale you can wipe your sweat off too, brother. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this guy. So fortune telling is a bias. What does bias mean? Skewed. Perspective about ourselves, others, and the world. So when we start fortune telling to get from hope to hopelessness, we're going to start skewing things. We're going to start having a perspective. Remember we talked about perspective a few weeks ago? We're going to have a perspective about ourselves. So if I'm thinking negative about myself, fortune telling, then I can't go to will because I also believe will won't help me. And then the world is jacked up, so I can't trust in that and ask for help with that. So when I start the fortune teller, I'm going to go all the way. Everybody's in the same category with me when I am starting to fortune tell. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you don't see, the reason you see hopelessness is because you don't see your way out dealing with anybody, including God. Although he says, I'm the God of all hope, but if I have a cognitive distortion, Using fortune telling, I don't think God can help me. I don't think my church can help me. I don't think the world can help me. I mean, when I say the world, what I'm saying, you need a ride. You, you don't believe that if you call Uber, they're going to show up. You follow me? Everybody got that? Okay. Will, got Mike coming your way. Kelly says, I'm in the meeting. These, these people moving, boy. Uh, so uh, I don't think this is fortune telling, but maybe okay. it is. Okay, so, we'll find out. Um, uh, for those of you that are basketball fans, like at our work, we, we, we fill out the bracket for okay. the NCAA March Madness. Okay. We don't bet on it, okay. but we fill it out just okay. for fun. Uh-huh. I mean, so we're trying to predict or pick the winners. Okay. Is that – That's it, a form of fortune telling. Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. shouldn't do that then? No, I didn't say no. – you, you said y'all not betting, y'all just right. doing it for fun. Yeah, we're just yeah. doing it for yeah. fun. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. Life, there's, life There's no health. money, monetary, yeah. any yeah. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. We're just like yeah. – You're just having fun. We're just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just, – just for fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, – I, I'm, I'm entering into fortune teller because I already bought my bikes because Corey and, and, and Lord and I, we're going cycling today. So the weather has been 40, 42 degrees. It's been raining a lot. And as a result of that, I'm bringing my bike. I bought his bike. He got his in the trunk because I believe, I'm using my faith now, because everything go well for the Morgan Mint, <laughs> that the weather people are right. 12 o'clock, is it 12 yet? The sun is coming out, and it's going to be 68 to 70 degrees by 1 o'clock. Okay, so I'm in it in the rest about it, okay? Right. Fortune telling is a, a, a negative outcome. I, I'm not predicting a negative outcome. I'm using my faith that I done spoke to the weather, and I commanded the line up. Amen? Okay. Y'all tired of the rain or just me? Okay, okay, all right, all right, okay. I got one here and one there. Okay, so faith is not the same as fortune telling because exactly. fortune telling is always negative. Always negative. Okay. Okay. Faith is future that manifests now in the spirit realm. The natural realm, it might take so a little longer. Okay? So in the spirit realm, the sun is already shining. In the, faith, in the natural realm, it's starting to sprinkle a little less. I can see the clouds starting to move away. You follow me? So whatever you're believing for, it takes place in the spirit realm first and then manifests in the natural realm. That's why people talk against their healing without recognizing that they were already healed. 
Okay, that's why I always ask you to put a time and date stamp on stuff because in the in the spirit realm, that's when it happens. Okay, I see you. Yes, ma'am. We can control like what we say, or we can change our thoughts. Uh-huh. But what if somebody else is kind of speaking that on us? Okay. Like for instance, like our parents. Uh-huh. Okay. What what would be like a good way to handle that or go about it? Okay. Because I know I'm quick to be like, why you gotta be so negative? Okay. You know. Okay. But how do you okay. handle that? Okay. So what you do is you renounce what your parents have said about you. All you do is you write this down. I'm gonna say it real quick. So you ask the Holy Spirit to show you what have your parents said against you. Anybody need to write that down? It's not just her. And how do you know that your parents said things against you? Because you do things out of your nature. You do things out of your nature, meaning that if you are a consistent person, you'll start to act inconsistent. If you are a hopeful person, you'll start losing hope. If you are diligent, you'll stop being diligent. You'll start it and then you'll kind of stop it then you know that there's other influences that have been manifested. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit, what have my parents said against me? And then once he starts to show you, then let's say uh, they said you'll never melt to anything. You're worthless. Uh, you'll never keep a job. Then you go to the Spirit. You pray in the name of Jesus, and you renounce what was spoken against you. So I renounce the lie. Put down that word. That's very important. I renounce the lie because if it's a, it's a lie that I never amount to anything, that I'm worthless, that I can't keep a job, I renounce those words in the name of Jesus. And then you lose what you want to manifest. Binding and loosen. I bind, meaning that you can't do anything anymore now, whatever I ban, I need to loose the opposite. So I lose consistency. I lose the fact that I am blessed and highly favored. I lose the fact that God loves me. I lose the fact. You follow me? Everybody got it? And as simple as that. Then you write a time and date on it. It, uh, it happened on, what's today's date? 23rd at 11, 24th at at 11.18. I see. And so from there, that point on, when the enemy comes to tell you what your parents said, you said no. As of the 24th at 11.18, I am, and then you start naming the things that you loosed into your life. You follow me? So you don't wait till they manifest. The moment you said it, that's the moment in the spirit realm it was loosed. You say it until it manifests in the natural realm. Okay? I got one here, one here. Uh, you were next, Cheryl? Right here. Just raise your hand. I had two things. My first is a question. Okay. Can I use that? Yes. Good things come to the key women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. the only one. So renounce the, but... the, uh, the negative. Okay. And lose what you want. Okay. It's in Matthew. Reverend, you know what, what chapter and verse? Is it 18? Matthew. Yeah, Matthew chapter 18. It says, whatsoever you shall bind on, bind on earth, that's tie up, it shall be tied up, and whatever you shall loose shall be loosened. Follow me? So, most of, I'm going to come back to, most of the time, I always 
talk about scripture. But if you notice within the last few months, I started to say Matthew, Romans, because I found out that, that I was reading, you know, my dad had uh, Bible commentaries. He was a, a Baptist minister. And one day, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm reading and he's coming off work and he sees me with a notepad during the summertime, you know, and that's unlikely for any school child uh, to have notes during the summertime and a book open. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about God. I'm, I'm getting to know God. And he says, you can't know God. Now, what did he mean? You can't know everything about God because he would cease being God. But what that little seven-year-old, seven, seventh grader boy heard was, I can't know God. So you have a pastor that, don't, that can say scripture but not quote it because that little boy heard, I can't know the scriptures of God. So recently, because once I found out, I renounced it. And I loosen the fact that I know scripture. I can quote scripture. So the stages, because see, pe- people try to enter in condemnation about a lot of stuff, Megan. So God told me, he said, I'm going to take you from glory to glory in that area. So I started out by saying, uh, it's in Matthew. Y'all heard me say that? So then I get, go, okay, it's in Matthew. So then I'm going to say, okay, Lord, the next glory. He said, Matthew 18. So next thing y'all going to hear is the verse. And you see what I'm saying? But there ain't no condemnation in it, man. Just go with it. You follow me? So that's how that lie can impact your life. Your mind does not grab what it was, was said to you. It grabs your experience. And then it filters that as what was said. You follow me? Y'all got that? It's real, man. Yes, ma'am. And then I got faith. Okay, so this is about hopelessness. Okay. Last year, my screen door broke. Okay. And, um, like, the part that makes it not slam back uh-huh. came loose from the door. So the okay. door was just flapping, and it happened during a storm. And um, my cousins were here from Maryland, and he reattached the thing so it wasn't swinging so much. Okay. But then I need to replace the door because it's all messed up okay. at the bottom. It's, like, de- deteriorating. And so... He was like, oh, yeah, I'll come back in a couple of um, weeks or whatever and fix the door. That was last year. Okay. Still need a new okay. door. Okay. I even tried to get Lowe's to come and fix it. The guy said he came out. Nothing ever happened. Okay. They couldn't track the guy down. Okay. And they were like, well, the deposit that you gave to get the guy to come out, they will give it back to you. Okay. All right. Okay, but that doesn't help my door get fixed. Okay. So I did get the roof fixed, and the contractor was like, oh, sure, I can put a darn for you. Well, my cousin is telling me the amount that he's charging me costs too much money. Okay. You know, that's way too high. So I just asked my cousin, when can you come? They said, we'll be there Saturday. I think this was maybe two or three days ago. Saturday was yesterday. It was pouring down raining. Now I'm thinking, this ain't going to happen because it's raining. Like, okay. it's never going to happen. Okay. Okay, sitting in this service, I got a text message from my cousin saying, right. we're on our way. Glory. Okay. I'm going to get my door today. Okay, amen. Okay. Amen. okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. Ooh, 12 o'clock is going to be Sunday, and it's the perfect time. Amen. Faith. I just need you to explain um, when, when I'm binding. Okay. So am I binding negative things? Uh-huh, you're binding the negative okay. because that's so what I'm has been operating. Uh-huh. And I lose, I'm losing the positive. Right. That I want to see. Uh huh. Okay, that's all I. Got. Okay, okay. Um, now, now don't don't question nobody. Top, 
Top Gun. Okay, don't crush nobody. Okay, can you come up for a second? Chris, I don't know what you laughing about. He he, he gonna be grabbing you. <laughs> Not me. He gonna be. <laughs> okay. So 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 Chris, only for this example, Chris is bad. He's doing bad things to who? Who wants to be the per- Michelle? He's doing bad things to Michelle. Okay. All right. So. Chris, Chris supposed to be on the job. He's supposed to be helping with the bills. Chris supposed to be doing all these things. So Chris not doing those things. Chris is partying over here. Say party over here. Uh, party over here. <laughs> okay. Now, now remember in scripture in Matthew it tells us that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. So so I need goodness and mercy to come on up. So. Michelle move over here. Where does goodness and mercy go? They go with her. It follows her everywhere that she goes. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right? So she checked it. She saw that they did. But the Bible also says in Hebrews that God sends ministering angels. That means they minister on your behalf. They stand waiting on you to say something. So Chris is not doing what he's supposed to do, but Michelle has his destiny in her mouth. So she can bind that behavior. That's when you grab. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, 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 don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't crush him. Don't crush him. Okay, okay. All right. So she's bound that. Okay. And now, now, what are you binding? I'm binding slothfulness, laziness, a partying spirit, and um. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Now that's bound. That's what the angel is enforcing. Is what she said. Now. He will stay bound unless she loose something good. Okay? Because the last instruction the angel got was to bind. Okay? Because the binding stops all the harassment, the behavior, and the activity. Okay? All right. So now, he's going to stay bound unless she loose something good. <laughs> uh, eventually. <laughs> I'm loosing uh, la, la, prosperity. Yes. Okay. I'm loosening um, work ethic, and I'm loosening blessings. Okay. <laughs> he said he's glad that's old. So, so now he's going to go to mama and say, Mom, for some reason, I just feel like I want to work. I want to do this. I want to do that. And he don't even know why he's saying it, but it was always in her mouth. You follow me? You got it? Baby, you good? Amen. Yeah, get, y'all give him a hand. <laughs> Can you still move, brother? I, I know he is. You wasn't getting away from that bind. Yes, ma'am. So when you're binding and loosing things in reference to your children, do they need to be in the room with you? No, or ma'am. do you do it when they're sleeping? No, or just no, that any? In, in fact, I, I invite you not to even let them know what's going on. Okay, cool. Can y'all go ahead and turn to the scripture, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and close with this. Uh, can you find it for me? Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Okay, so we, that way we'll look at it. We'll look at it. We'll continue on, on this on Thursday. Yeah, is, is it 18, 18? 16? Okay. All right, it's in two places. Amen. I'm not sweating it. Okay, all right, y'all ready? Ashley putting it up for us. So, somebody get, find it for me in the Amplifier while Ashley's looking. 
Okay, can I get a mic over here? Uh, 1816? Okay, go for it. <laughs> but if he does not listen, take along with you one or two others so that every word may be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Okay, so that's 1818? 18, 16. 16, keep, keep going down. All right. Uh, if he pays, this is 17. Okay. If he pays no attention to them, refusing to listen and obey, tell to the church, and if he refuses to listen, even to the church, let him be to you as an unbeliever and a tax collector. 18, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you lose, permit, declare lawful on earth, shall have already been loose in heaven. All right, so uh, turn to 18. Ashton, can you get 18 for me? Is it 16 or 18? What is it, people? 18, okay, all right. It's what I said. It's what I said. Megan, come on now. Come on, right, right here, right here, right here. Uh, going this way, going this way. Woo, turn around. Right here. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Y'all know why I laugh, though, right? Because the Holy Spirit told me on the inside, he said, some people, they're going to be waiting to see whether you're going to ever get to the verse bar. Could y'all sense that? R raise your hand. Come on, be honest. Okay, see? See how that went? Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm going to show him. Holy Spirit said, I'm going to show him. All right, can we get to 18? 18, 18. It's coming. One more. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> if y'all don't know, understand what's going on, we have fun in church, okay? All right, so, verily I say unto you, what things? Can a person be a thing? So ever you shall bind, we saw an example of that, on the earth, shall be bound in the heaven. So that's why I'm saying you got to stop looking at what you see. It might have took Chris about three months to change his behavior. But in the spirit realm, it had already started to take place. You follow me? But you got to bind in the earth because that's where you are. But where is the spirit realm? And what things soever you shall loose, let go of, on the earth shall be loosed in the heaven. So that's where your timeline comes from. It's from how long it takes from the spirit realm the heavens, to get to the natural realm, the earth. Okay? Okay. All right. Everybody got? Y'all yeah, got the, the, the line going on. Okay. What we got? Bound and loose. Uh-huh. And when that period comes of the, the waiting, you know, mm -hmm. that you're talking about, what do we stand on to make sure that we're not getting, like, frustrated? Okay. And do you still say something or yeah. don't say something? Yeah, yeah, you start talking to the chat. Boy, you know you got destiny on your life. You know you're smarter than this. You, you know, you know, you know, you know. You, you can start telling them then. But keep it to yourself as long as you can between you and Jesus. Because sometimes when you tell people something, what they do? They try to do the opposite. So every day we pray with jazz. I got to bring jazz into the picture. <laughs> we ain't tell her. We ain't tell her. Yeah. 20 something years. But what we do? We hear the promise. We stood on the promise. We stopped looking at jazz. We looked at the promise. Amen? <laughs> Guys, you got to have a promise. 
we girl, go in the room. I, I'm too mad. I can't go in the room. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you, honey. You go in the room, talk to. Her. But she was asleep. Go in the room, start talking to her, talking to a spit. And we found out later on. She said, "Man, I miss when y'all stop coming in the room." Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. But we didn't tell her stuff. Cause see, the natural bread part of jazz is a lawyer. Y'all understand what a lawyer is? They're gonna plead their case. So we said, okay, we don't have talk. Only thing we would say, you, you better than this. That's it. Other than that, I mean, you know, if we would have conversation, that's one thing. But when we wanted to go in depth, yes, ma'am. We bound everything that was bad and loosed everything that's good. Y'all follow me? Amen. Let me quit statement, then we'll stop here. This was for um, Erica. Um, a lot of times they, like with Ashley, she'll, you know, we'll tell the boys to their face, but a lot of times she'll go in the room and lay hands on them and pray it over them when they're sleeping. They can't deny it and they sleep. I remember a couple of, time, <laughs> couple of times I'm over, was it Zaire, that she'll pray over him and she was speaking stuff over him and he's smiling in the sleep, okay. but she's speaking okay. to him while he's sleeping. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just try it and try it then because just like you say, they're going to try to rebel and be like, I ain't doing yeah, it. Make blah, it blah, blah. Just, Can't just, do just it in their sleep. Just don't even tell. But, but, but write this down. Just rest. After you bound and then you loosed, just rest. Rest in the fact that the time and the date confirms that it has already happened. Just rest. So what would you do if they changed instantly? You would act like they changed instantly. So that's the same way you are when you have already spoken and you already loose. You act as though it's so. Mom? Okay, I got one here. Go ahead. What if you have someone in your family uh-huh. that constantly, I can give you, a, okay, let me just okay. be more in depth. So I have a person in my family who likes to say dying too. Okay. He was dying to do this, dying uh-huh. to do okay. that. And it really makes me mad. Uh-huh. And I've said to this person, stop saying that over my children. Okay. They get offended and whatever. Okay. And, and I feel like I need to, it's getting frustrating. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I've said, don't say it. Okay. And then I have to go over here and bind it loose. Okay. And speak to him. Because then okay. my kid is, <laughs> well, if y'all know my kid, one of my, one of my children, he's like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you okay. binding and loosing? Okay. And so then, you know, I go into this whole thing. So, Moving forward with this person in my family, how do I, I've, I've and, told. And what, what is their relationship? What are they? Mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you and Sean have authority. Mm-hmm. So, so you and I, we're going to, you know, I know how I combat it in, in times past. So I combat it with me. <laughs> I, I'm going to say uh, they are dying too. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say they live. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so they're just dying too. You will say they live. They're living too. Okay, but say, say it out loud. But they, they live. They live too. They living. They living too. But 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 they dying too. But they're living too. So that's all you do. Every time she says that, you can say under your breath. But see, you are resisting, rebuking what she's saying. Right. Don't even correct her about it no more. But I've looked at him now, and I say not. But I've looked at him, and I say. You're not dying to do anything. Okay. You're living. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, yes, then I have yes, to deal yes. with this. So, so I don't waste a lot of time with the not. I just go with the is. So when, when she says they're dying too, I say 
They're living to. She said, they're dying to? I'm living to. I don't have to say against the negative thing because you've already done that. So I just speak the, the life part. You know, I, I, t- I was talking to somebody. I don't know who it was uh, about this before. I, I got to go over here, Sean. I got to go over here. Uh, I, I was talking to this person. I said, if you have abundance, you don't have to resist lack. So, you know, if, if I'm believing God, I'm not dealing with the lack anymore. I'm dealing with abundance. So I have abundance because there is no lack. Just talk about the abundance. I walk in abundance. I don't have to say because there is no lack. I walk in abundance. Follow me? Okay, here we got to stop, guys, because it's, uh, it's time for J- Dave Ramsey. If you, if you buy, so I understand you buying, like, I guess, family member. Uh-huh. Can you buy an uh, unbeliever or even people that doesn't believe? Or is that wise? Yeah, if people coming against me, I'll bind them. I'll Whether they believers or not, does uh-huh. it still yeah, work? Yeah, yes, sir. It, 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 right here. Y'all want to know where it's at? How we can get with that? <laughs> Thanks. Believer, unbeliever, demon. That's it. <laughs> You ain't acting like a believer if you're talking against. So you bound up. I couldn't say anything. Doesn't surprise me a moment. All right, everybody good? Okay, so we're going to pick up on Thursday. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, Join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.